0: you're reading probably pages, like probably dozens and dozens of pages of books a day as it is through texts, through blogs, through Instagram descriptions and everything. So you're reading, you just have to choose and be more selective what you're putting in here. And I think a lot of people need to really stand guard to the doors of your brain, if you will, because information is just everywhere. We're drowning information, right? But we're starving for practical wisdom,
1: Hi, I'm Vishen Lakiani, founder of Mind Valley, the School for Human Transformation. You're listening to the Mind Valley Podcast where we'll be bringing you the greatest teachers and thought leaders on the planet to discuss the world's most powerful ideas in personal growth for
0: mind, body, spirit and work.: You know growing up, you know about my learning difficulties. What a lot of people don't know is my grandmother passed away of Alzheimer's. and how many of people have, had, have been affected by? look around. I mean, this is something that's growing. Dementia, Alzheimer's, brain aging challenges. And how many people know, like, that person's not the same over time? Like, as a child, especially, when I'd be called the wrong name or they would repeat themselves after just one minute, these kind of things really affect you as a child or, you know, and as an adults also as well. And so I spent a lot of time in senior centers, caregiving centers, and not to teach them memory techniques, but really just have them share stories because there's so many lessons you can learn from everybody. That's a primary belief I have with accelerated learning is that everybody is your teacher. Everybody is your teacher. You know, and everything could be your teacher, too. I just had Wim Hof back on our show, the Iceman, right? And, you know, he, he was like, we were, I, was, was awkward. I was in my bathtub full of ice, and he was like, Jim, the cold is your teacher. You know, so everything could teach you something, and we know that the problems that we have in life are teachers also as well you know, we all have had serious issues in, in different areas of our life. You ask yourself, quite remember, questions are the answer. Where's the lesson in this? Right, your greatest, your greatest teacher is your last mistake, right? That's the power of going out there making mistakes. And here's the thing, a lot of people won't be willing to make mistakes, including trying to learn something brand new, like a speed reading, because their fear of messing up and not being perfect at something, right? And they don't, they don't feel, they feel that that can be successful but you know in your life, whether it's your career, whether it's your health or relationship or anything, that if failure is not an option, then neither is success. Is that fair? That if you're not willing to be able to step out, and what I said last yesterday, uh, that the awards was really that, that that's what we're here to be able to do, that the ultimate quest in life really is to reach our fullest potential to express that potential, to be able to share that potential with others. And I know this because you're here, right? You're here because at some area, there's a gap between where you are and where you know deep down you could be. So why do you want to be able to learn this? Why must you learn this? And the third question I ask when I'm reading something is, when will I use this? So three questions. How can I use this? Why must I use this? When will I use this? three powerful questions that lead to something which I think the number one productivity, performance tool there is, is your calendar. Because a lot of you say you wanna work out or you wanna meditate or you wanna do this self-care and you know self-love and self-care is not selfish and you know all this stuff, but how does your daily calendar reflect that? Do you know what I mean? Because I can look at anyone's calendar and see like where they are in life because of what they prioritize, first things first. I always tell people the key because you live backwards. Like, even when when I'm spending time in these senior centers, pulling off some memories and learning from them also as well, what I'm learning is so much. And at the same time, I hear a lot of regrets. And the number one regret I hear ongoing for two decades of doing this is that somehow they lived their life for somebody else in some area of their life, right? And here's the thing. When we're – this is not a pleasant conversation, but this is – what a coach who cares about, you? there's a difference between being nice and being kind. Do, do people feel that? Like these words are used interchangeably, like they mean the same thing. And this is a little pet peeve I have, and I'm not like really obsessive about like epistemology and words, but anybody can be nice to you because they're not vested in you, right? You could go to the grocery store and the, and the people working there and the people behind you, they'd be nice to you, but they, they, or people can be nice to you because they want something from you, but someone who's kind is different right? Nice won't go out of their way, but a kind person will. And a kind person will tell you the truth, not necessarily what you want to hear, because it's coming from a place of caring and compassion. And what I'm here, when I'm talking about this specifically, um, when it comes to your brain is like, we're going to eventually, we're going to transition at some point. And many of us are going to be in a coffin, we're going to be in a box. And in that box, there's not a lot of room for possessions, And if you have cars and everything, that's wonderful, but there's certainly not a lot of room for regrets. And my challenge is, I remember I was coaching, doing a reading program for Jim Carrey, and we're in his his kitchen making brain foods and guacamole and everything. Some of you know the genius foods I talk about. And I asked him, why do you do what you do? He was like, Jim, I act completely silly on camera because I want to give people who are watching permission just to be themselves. And that's the most important, to free people from concern. Because here's the thing, if you buy into the opinions of other people, you're gonna go broke, right? If you're looking to be fueled by other people's expectations and opinions of yourself, then you're gonna run out of gas. And you're like, what does this have to do with reading? Everything has, it comes back to this. Having the mental energy, or some people just don't read because of how it looks to other people, right? How many of you have people outside of this room that really don't understand why you're in this room? One of the things I've realized after conducting well over
1: a thousand interviews with the world's greatest thought leaders in everything from entrepreneurship to spirituality to health and wellness to relationship is that life is enormous. And there are so many ways we can make our life better and better in every way in every single day. If you're successful in just one area of life, you might just suck in another. I've known billionaires whose romantic lives were in shambles. I've known incredibly emotionally intelligent people who just couldn't make money. And that's totally fine. It doesn't matter where you are, life doesn't have to stay the same forever. You're not cursed or destined to be miserable or unlucky in love or struggling to make ends meet. You would just never thought how to have it all, how to do things differently, how to master the human experience from a mind, body, and soul perspective. This is where Mind Valley membership comes in. When you become a Mind Valley member, you are coached by the greatest teachers in the world. You get to live a life beyond your wildest dreams and learn the best systems, protocols, methods, step by step by step in just 20 minutes a day to get there. You become the man or woman that you've always aspired to be. And this happens in the easiest, most effective way. Because of the Mind Valley transformational model. Go to mindvalley.com forward slash now. Don't settle for ordinary. Don't settle for your life the way it is now. Aspire to step into
0: your greatness. Look around, like, why are you listening to another podcast? Why are you buying another book? Why are you doing this all the time? How many people have people like that? And here's the thing like, the, sometimes the people that care about you the most are the ones that you give the power to hold you back. They don't hold you back, but you give them the power to do so. And I'm not saying it's easy when it's your spouse and your family. I'm not at all saying it's easy, because sometimes learning like life is messy. But I'm here to say that the best thing you could do, because you can't change them. How many people realize you can't change another person, right? Think about how hard it is for you to change yourself. And much less change somebody else. And so that's very difficult. But the best thing you could do is be an example, right? That if you're going through difficult times, difficult times, they can define you, they could diminish you, or they could develop you. But you decide. And it always comes back to decision. So prompting you to with these three questions, how can I use this? Why must I use this? When will I use this? And then it's in your calendar, and then it's going to happen. Just like that appointment at your doctor's appointment or a meeting with your investor or your top client or whatever, and you got to treat that time as the most important time because if you can't do it for yourself, you're not going to be able to do it for anybody else. Does that make sense? So when I'm taking notes, when I'm reading, I'm thinking those three questions. Otherwise, you'll just read a page, and you're like, okay, three, five pages, great. Nothing happens, nothing's different in the world because of that. All you did was invest time. And so you're no better off than somebody who's illiterate. Is that fair? Like if you're not gonna use what you're learning, you're no better off functionally in your life in terms of results than somebody who can't read at all. And so what I'm saying is, again, we have a full spectrum of people here. We have a one book a week club. Right? Hashtag one book a week. And for years we give out books. People take a picture of their book, hashtag one book a week, tag me. And we give out dozens of books every single week. And they're just sharing like their big takeaway from, from their book. You know, so there's accountable. So they're reading 52 books a year. I mean, that's a huge advantage as opposed to somebody who's reading two books a year. And the reason why I know this is because when I first learned these skills, when I was 18 years old, I finally got to this place and it's interesting because one of my very, I started sharing this with other people because I got really upset that this wasn't taught back in school, this idea of meta-learning. And meta-learning really is a science of learning how to learn to unlock your super brain, learning how to concentrate, learning how to focus, learning how to be creative and to solve problems and to think, to be able to read faster, to be able to remember more. Because these, that's the most important skills right now because if you could do all that, marketing, Mandarin, martial arts, music, all that becomes easier. Because the seventh habit of highly effective people by Stephen Covey is what? Sharpen the saw, really good. Sharpen the saw. If you have all this wood you need to cut, and we have metaphorical like to-dos and everything else, but you have a saw with a dull blade, it makes no sense to suffer and struggle and stress trying to do that if it's not sharp. And that's what people are doing with their reading. You're reading probably pages, like. Probably dozens and dozens of pages of books a day as it is, through texts, through blogs, through Instagram descriptions and everything. So you're reading, you just have to choose and be more selective what you're putting in here. And I think a lot of people need to really stand guard to the doors of your brain, if you will, because information is just everywhere. We're drowning information, right? But we're starving for practical wisdom and inspiration. And that's why I think all these things come together. So The last question again is, when will I use this? And you put it into a calendar and you employ it. Now, there are a number of things that keep you as a slow reader. One is lack of education. Especially, how many of you would have a family member or a child or someone on your team, you'd like to be learning this right now too. You wish was here with you, right? So take notes for them, learn with the intention of teaching. First obstacle to effective reading is lack of education. It's not a skill that we were taught. Right, You're not born with the ability to read, and the last time you took a reading class, how old were you? Six. Has the velocity, has the variety, has has the demand increased a little bit since you were six? But we're still reading like we're a six-year-old. Does that make sense? And so you wanna upgrade those kind of skills. Second obstacle to effective reading is lack of focus. Lack of focus. How many of you, when you read, your mind wanders, and you can't concentrate? One of the reasons why is you're reading too slow. And this is a big rumor being spread around, I think, by slow readers, but if I, if I ask you to read faster, what do you think will happen to your reading understanding comprehension? You feel like it'll go down. In actuality, it goes up. Like, we have online program in 180 countries, students, so we have a lot of data. Fastest readers tend to have the best comprehension because they have the best focus. Because your brain is a supercomputer, but when most people read, they feed this supercomputer one word at a time. Metaphorically, notice the feeling that you have, the sensation you feel when I talk slowly. You're like, you know, you're like, and then your mind after over time will start wandering, it'll be distracted, you start falling asleep, you start doing other things. Isn't that what you're doing already when you're reading? You're reading too slow. Just like when I talk too slow, your mind goes everywhere. That's the reason why. And so when you go faster, it's like driving a car faster. If you're driving slow, you know, you're drinking your tea, you're texting, you're doing makeup, you're doing all these different things, five things, singing on song, and all this stuff. But if you're racing a car, you're just doing one thing. You're just driving, right? And that's why when you read faster, you have better focus. And because you have better focus, you have better comprehension. The last reason I would say that we got to fix for your reading speed is this thing called sub-vocalization. What's sub-vocalization real quick? The inner talk. How many of you notice when you read something, you hear an inner voice, this voice inside your head, reading along with you? Hopefully it's your own voice, not like somebody else's voice. The reason why it's a challenge is if you have to say all the words to understand them, you can only read as fast as you could speak. And you don't have to say New York City or Statue of Liberty, or, or even if it's an abbreviation, NYC. You don't have to say that in order to understand what it is, any more than you would say like a stop sign. 95% 95% of the words you've seen, you don't have to pronounce. That's why, how many of you listen to audiobooks and podcasts at higher speeds? Because you can understand it just fine, right? You just can't talk that fast. And so that's why it's a limitation when you're reading. Now, I've done multiple podcasts on reading and so that's why i want to direct you to it so that where you can go deeper. Like specifically, I did one on the difference between reading print and reading digital because there is a fundamental difference. I don't know, how many of you prefer reading and physical print books over digital? How many of you prefer digital reading? Interesting, because digital, uh, digital is certainly you know, more convenient, especially when you're traveling and such like that. For me, I like print you know, personally much more. But also, when we're talking about audiobooks, there's a, I did a session on the difference between reading and audiobooks, because there is a difference, all right? And I'm, I listen to audiobooks. It's great when you're working out and it's great when you're driving and doing, you could do other things, but reading is much more active than listening to somebody talk, much like the conversation we're having right now. Is that fair? And so that's why it's such great, great exercise. And my point to emphasize about sub-vocalization is not necessary to say the words to understand those words. And we did a whole episode on how to get rid or lower sub-vocalization. That's why we teach people how to read three times faster because it's not like rocket science, it's just, hey, don't pronounce these words, because you were taught that in those circles. You had to read out loud, and then later your teacher was like, okay, read quietly to yourself. That's when you took that external voice, you put it where? Internal, it's been there ever since. So three things you could do, a couple of things you could do to reduce subvocalization. And these are just really now notice these are tips, right? Can you feel the difference between a tip and an actual conditioned training like a quest like where it takes 30 days? But a tip you could do, for example, is some people they move their lips when they speak and so that's what keeps them re- so you could interrupt that pattern. So some people will bite on their knuckles, which I don't think it's very very sanitary, or they'll chew gum while they do that. That will help. Some people listen to drown it out. They'll listen to music because that will drown out for some people who are set up a certain way will actually help to drown out the inner talk. Does that make sense? But a third thing you could do is counting, counting. Like when you're reading, go one, two, three, four, five, six, and you're like, that's so crazy. That's so hard, right? But you can't talk to yourself while you count and still read. Does that make sense? So you have to interrupt that pattern because it's been there since we were a child. And then you can move yourself into another bigger, bigger direction. Does that make sense? The last tip I will give you to leave you with is using a visual pacer, right? I wanna remind you that when you read, that if you use your finger, a highlighter, a pen, a pencil, a mouse under, you know, with a computer, your eyes are attracted to motion. And even if you're not taught to use this as a kid, Right? because you're given unique feedback, like a ruler to not do that, you actually read better, not only faster, but better focus and comprehension, because your eyes are attracted to motion, all right? And that's why the visual pacer helps you do that. Children automatically use their fingers all the time until we teach them not to. You use your finger. If I ask you to count the number of lines you just read, you'll all do this, one, two, three, four. You use a visual pacer naturally, because your eyes are attracted to this, to this motion, if you will. All right. So we've done three episodes online on the podcast and you can listen to these. One on the basics of speed reading, use your finger while you read, asking questions, getting better comprehension. Remember we talked about the power of questions because it activates what we call your reticular activating system. But the main idea that I wanna encourage everybody here is when you're reading, if you wanna be a smart reader or a faster reader, you'll read better if you understand the information better. And what will get you there is reading for purpose. Ask yourself, how can I use this? Why must I use this? When will I use this? And all of a sudden, everything from there, it just opens up. The last thing is this, is just keep a reading list. Keep a list of like, targeted books as you hear all the time, keep it in your phone, because I have like, this, everybody has a to-do list, but I have, like, a, to, I have a really long to-learn list. And this is my like, to-read list. And that's the thing, a, one book could change your life forever. When I first taught this, one of those, my first students, she read 30 books in 30 days. I mean, can you imagine the books she would read, not skimming or scanning or getting the gist of it? Not just because you can understand, like, I don't want you to skip it and not understand it. Like My clients are like, they're financial advisors, they're attorneys, they're healers, they're, they're medical doctors. You don't want your doctor to get the gist of what she's reading, <laughs> right? So you want them to focus. So what I would say with this is, like she read this, I want to find out not how, I know exactly how. Because the skills are simple, guys. I wanna know why. And I found out her mother was dying of terminal cancer. And the book she was reading, the book save her mom's life because she was only given two months to live by doctors. And they're reading books that you read, books on wellness, energy medicine, alternative medicine, health, diet. And I was like, good luck, you know, said prayers. Six months later, I get a call from this young lady and she's crying and crying and crying. Finally, when she stops, I find out their tears of joy that her mother not only survived, is really starting to get better. Doctors don't know how, they don't know why, they called it a miracle. But her mother attributed 100% to the great advice she got from her daughter, who learned it from all these books. And I realized at that moment, (laughs) and I realized at that moment, that me as a broken child who couldn't read for years and years, I realized that would be my mission. If knowledge is power, then learning, and especially reading, is your superpower. And now is the time to unleash it. Thank you very much. Thank
1: you. I'm Vishen Lakhiani, and this is the Mind Valley Podcast. If you like the Mind Valley Podcast,